This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, I'm so happy that we have entered into 2023. I thank God for waking me up this morning, clothing me in my right mind. I bless God for you and thank you for tuning in to Faith Talk Podcast. I am your host, Lolita Jones. It is a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you as my special guest to listen in on our spiritual renewal consecration father we know that god want us to be filled with his spirit mm. yes yes he want us to be filled with his spirit and we thank god that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy in our time of need and i thank god that even as we are on this consecration god has been putting a, a, a special anointing on every speaker uh, he's been giving them a word for the body of christ and there is a mighty man of valor that can that is coming at this time that's none other than pastor gregory morgan we thank God for him. I'm telling you right now to get your get your paper, your pencil out so you can take notes because you're about to hear a word from the Lord. Come on, let's go on into consecration. Amen. God, God bless all of you. We're so thankful to be here. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in this day. We'll enter his gates with thanksgiving and we will enter his courts with praise. And we will bless the Lord at all times and his praises, you all know the rest, shall continually be in our mouth. We're going to have a, a I'm going to say a word of prayer before we get started. So uh, if you can, if, you, if you're not driving, if you can, let's just close our eyes and, and let's go to the throne room of God for a moment. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to see this day that you made. We thank you, Lord, for breathing in us your air and into our nostrils and us becoming a living soul, a soul that should praise you for the things you've done and worship you for who you are. You are our Lord, our Heavenly Father, our Creator. It's in you that we live, in you that we move, and it's in you that we have our beings. And we thank you for being our Lord of lords and King of kings and our great shepherd. Father, we thank you for all you've done for us, what you're doing for us now, and what you're going to do for us. We can say nothing but thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we're asking you to make us to be what you would have us to be. Mold us and make us, Lord. Oh, God, we take self out of the way, and we put you in our hearts and in our way because you're the only way, you're the only truth, and you're the only life that we are to live. Now, Lord, I ask that you bless our ears to hear your word. Bless our hearts to receive your word, oh God, and we put your word in our heart that we will not sin against you. And Father, we'll forever give you glory, we'll forever give honor to you and praise to your name, and Jesus will never forget what you've done for us. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Bless us, Lord, and we'll be blessed. In thy son Jesus' name we pray, amen. I tell you what, if we was in church, I'd say, let's give God a hand clap praise offering, and we would praise him, and somebody would probably holler out, hallelujah, because God has been so good to us. So we're thankful to have this opportunity to minister to you the word of God. And without any, any further delay, those of you that have your word, we're going to go to Matthew, the 19th chapter, 
verse 16. We're going to match the 19th chapter, verse 16. It's 16 through 22. I'm going to read this in the King James Version, and then I also have the New American Standard Bible Version that we're going to follow it in. But the King James Version, the Matthew the 19th chapter 16 verse says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18, he said unto him, Which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witnesses, honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 20, the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Verse 22, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. We want to use for a thought on this evening, what am I lacking? If we were in church, I'd have the congregation repeat after me, what am I? I lacking. So this is a rich young ruler that comes to Jesus, willing to justify himself because of the life he has lived. No doubt he had a mother and father that raised him according to the laws, and they raised him in a very disciplinary way that he was to become prosperous in his older age as he grew and got older. He was a rich young ruler. And then we even take notice of that, a ruler. So he was somebody that took office and took place at a young age. As we read some of this in this New American Standard Bible, listen to how this version puts it. Verse 16 tells us, And someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And then Jesus said unto him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. Jesus goes on to say, But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then in this 18th verse, the Bible, this particular version says, Then he said unto him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder, you shall not steal, and you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your enemies as yourself. Then this verse 20 says, The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept 
while I am young. So what am I lacking? Jesus said unto him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Oftentimes, this is us today. We were raised by our mother, some of us, and by our father. We grew up in church. We got the whole church regime down packed when we were young. We used to play testimony service we would, with our siblings or, or even some of us, we would play it by ourselves. We'd say, I thank the Lord for being saved and sanctified and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, and that would have burned in mighty fire. I want the saints to pray for me. And then we would sit down. We would have church. We just knew how to do because this is how we were raised. This is how we were brought up. For some of us, we went to Sunday school. No, before that, we went to Sunday morning prayer. Then we went to Sunday school, and then we had church, and then we had a recess where we went home and ate some dinner. Then we came back for YPWW. Then we had Sunday evening service. And then on Tuesday, which was the fast day, we fasted on Tuesday, and then it was Tuesday night service. And for some of us that was fortunate enough, we even had a Wednesday or a Thursday night choir rehearsal. And then we turn around, we fast on Friday, and then it's Friday night service. And then, oh, boy, we didn't went to church all this many times. So we grew up knowing this. We know how to do this thing. You can't tell us we're not saved and sanctified and filled with the precious gifts of the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire. You can't tell me I'm not going to make it into heaven. Uh, you can't say that because I know I am because this is how I was trained and I was brought up. Here we go. We have this rich young ruler in our scripture today. This rich young ruler, we know he was brought up in a way that was pleasing to his parents. It makes a difference when our parents bring us up, like the Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old or when she is old, he will not depart from it. They may depart from home, but they will never depart from that training because that word of God will be lingering in their ears and in their heart and in their head when they try to go left but they, the Holy Spirit makes them come back right. When they try to go the wrong way, the Holy Spirit makes them come back right, and it continually convicts them. Why? Because they were trained and brought up in the ways of the Lord. They, their parents train up a child in the way that he and she should go. So this rich young ruler, we know he was brought up in some kind of way that he was supposed to go, and then he become older and successful, and then he took on this office of becoming a ruler. So now he's got property, he's got stuff, he's got things and things on top of things. So it just so happened on one day, it just so happened on this one day, that he ran into Jesus. Oh, my goodness. After all we have been through, all we have learned, all that we have been taught, then we run into Jesus. Well, there's no surprise to Jesus because he knows all things. He knows those that are coming to him, those that want to come to him. He even knows the conversation that we're having behind his back. And if you don't believe that, ask James, Peter, and John. Many times they had questions behind Jesus' back when Jesus would address them and said, such and such or this and that. 
And then the disciples look at each other like, how did he know? We didn't tell him that, but he knows everything. So then this rich young ruler comes up to Jesus. And you know how sometimes you try to butter people up and you try to make them feel good and you want to do this because it's what's in it for me? What can I get out of this? So this rich young ruler comes up and he says, Behold, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I might have eternal life? We know this rich ruler, he, this young man knew about eternal life. We know that he knew about eternal life. He was told about it. He probably even read about it in some of the Old Testament scriptures, and he knew about it. So he knew about Jesus. So he comes up to Jesus, good teacher, good teacher, not bad teacher. He calls him good teacher. What good thing shall I do that I might have eternal life. I ain't worried about my brother and my sister and my mother and father. They're going to do what they want to do, but I got to make this thing in. I got to make it myself. What shall I do that I may have eternal life? Well, let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. When you ask Jesus a question, number one, know that he already knows you're going to ask him that question. And number two, know that he already has an answer, an answer that's always based off of the word of God. All his answers were ever based off of the word of God. So Jesus says to this young man, why call me good? Why do you want to call me good, master, good teacher? Why call me good? Then Jesus responds to his own question. He says, no one is good but one. Jesus says this himself. Now, we know anything Jesus said was serious and anything Jesus said had no joking game or laughing or playing to it because Jesus was always serious. The word said there was never uh, guile found in his mouth, joking and laughing and jesting, never found in his mouth. Jesus was always about his father's business. Jesus responds to this rich young ruler, no one is good but one. And if Jesus says it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. If Jesus said only one person is good, you better believe only that one person is good. He cannot lie. He cannot be deceptive, and he cannot tell an untruth. <clears throat> Jesus says that only one is good, and then he comments on that statement by saying, that is God. So a lot of times, I don't even know if we say know what we're saying when we say God is good all the time. And then someone says, all the time, God is good. Do you really know what you're saying? Do you really know how to interpret these words of Jesus? No one is good but God. And the reason why God is the only one good is because of him that we're here right now. It's because of him that we live, because of him that we move, because of him that we have our being. It's all because of God that we are here. What did the psalmist say? It is he that have made us. And not we ourselves, we are his people, and we are the sheep of his pasture. We're the sheep of God's pasture, and God's got the best pasture ever, and put his son to be the great good shepherd. What an awesome shepherd. So he says, why call me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. Jesus knew from start to finish that God was the only one that was good. There's other people that can be all right, but Jesus says that God is good. 
So then Jesus goes a little further. He says, but if you want to enter into life, this is uh, the New King James Version, if you want to enter into life, Jesus says, keep the commandments. This is an if-then situation. This is an if-then statement. If you do this, then you can do that. If you do this, then you're able to receive that. So Jesus says, if you want to enter into life, this is Mark's version of it. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Okay, that sounds simple and easy, keep the commandments. Okay, we know of the Ten Commandments, but do you know there are many, many hundreds of other commandments that are in the Old Testament that were given to the children of Israel? So let's not even focus on those hundreds of commandments. Let's just look, focus on a few of these commandments. It says, if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. <clears throat> then this young ruler says to Jesus, which ones? Which ones are the commandments? So then that gives us an indication that this rich young ruler was brought up knowing the commandments. Then when you ask Jesus a question, I hate to repeat myself, but people, please hear me. When you ask Jesus a question, when you ask God a question, you better be prepared to receive and hear his answer. And you'll hear that answer not willing to justify yourself, but to simply make you ask the question, what am I lacking? So here he is asking Jesus a question. Okay, he's asking these questions, which ones? Then Jesus says, you shall not murder, number one. Number two, he says, you shall not commit adultery. Number three, you shall not steal. Number four, you shall not bear false witnesses. And number five, honor your father and mother. And then number six, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. Now, Jesus is so generous, he's so kind, he's so merciful. He doesn't give them the whole ten. He just gives them six. You just obey these six, and then we'll take it from there. <clears throat> just obey these six commandments. Those are the ones, rich young ruler, if you want to ask which ones. I've given you six ones that you must obey. Now, the young man said unto him, the rich young ruler said unto him, all these I have kept from my youth. Okay, let's stop right there. All those commandments that you just said for me to do, Jesus, I have kept them from my youth. I, I, I was brought up keeping these commandments, so I know what these commandments mean. I know what that, that does. I know what this commandment refers to. And I've kept all of those commandments. Ask my mother. Ask my father. They'll tell you. They drilled me in these commandments every single day. How many of us today right now have been drilled with those commandments in our upbringing? How many of us have looked on the wall and saw the little scriptures on the walls that said, do not commit sin, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not lie to your brothers? So here is rich young ruler willing to justify himself. All these I have kept from my youth up. Can you see how the spirit of pride could just creep in? Oh, he said those. Oh, I did those. I'm good. I ain't got nothing to worry about. If that's it. But again, when you ask Jesus a question, get ready for his answer, because his answer is going to put some light on your darkness. So he says this. What 
do I still lack? That's what the young man, the young ruler says. So all these I have kept from my youth up. Now, just in case, just in case, what am I lacking? In Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 20, he says that word for word, what do I still lack? Just to be on the safe side, just to make sure I didn't leave something, because I want this eternal life. I've heard about it all my life. My parents talked to me about it, and then we've read it in, in the scriptures and things. So Jesus says to him, Jesus is greater than E.F. Hutton. That commercial said when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody becomes quiet. Everybody listens. But let me tell you something. When Jesus speaks, he's greater than E.F. Hutton. Jesus speaks the words of God, which require strict quietness and listening. Jesus says unto him, and this is in Mark, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, I love Jesus' words when he says this. Jesus tells him, go, sell what you have, because I know you got a lot of stuff. I'm the son of God. I know everything. I know you got a lot of stuff that you ain't even told me about that we haven't even talked about. Go sell what you have, and after you sell it, young man, give to the poor. Jesus says the poor you'll have with you always. There's a lot of poor people out there. Jesus said to him, give to the poor. And then after you sell what you have and give to the poor, Jesus says, and you will have treasure in heaven. I did not quote that wrong. It didn't say treasures. It says treasure in heaven. So if I think about that word in its singular form, being in heaven, going to heaven is enough treasure in itself, regardless to whatever is in heaven. Going to heaven is a treasure itself. I wish somebody would say amen. So going to heaven is a treasure itself. Listen to what Jesus is saying. You will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. How easy is it to do all of those things? When Jesus means what he says and says what he means, go sell what you have. Give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. There's room to follow me. But verse 22 tells us a whole different story. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, you do the math. You figure it out. Jesus is telling you that you can have treasure in heaven, and when he tells you what to do to have that treasure in heaven, you think about what he says, and then you go away sorry. You go away sorrowful. Man, I got all of this stuff. Let's just, let's just say for an example. It, it's not biblical, but let's just use our sanctified spiritual example. Let's say this man had 10,000 cows, 1,000 goats. Let's say he had 20,000 sheep. Let's say he had hundreds and hundreds of pounds of gold and silver and diamonds and all of those things. And let's break it down even further. Let's say he even had servants galore at his beck and call day and night. So you mean Jesus 
You're telling me to sell all of this stuff that I have? Okay, yeah, yeah, sell it. And you ain't even got to sell it retail. Sell it wholesale. How many wholesale buyers are there out there? Let's sell that stuff wholesale. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Jesus tells him to sell what you have. Give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. But the young man heard this saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And yet and still, you're going to ask Jesus, what am I lacking? What am I coming up short? If you think that you're not lacking, you are wrong, wrong, dead wrong. That's just like saying, I have not sinned. And when we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We have sinned. We have come short. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you need to repent. You must repent. And in your repenting, Lord, forgive me for what I said. Forgive me for what I've done. Okay, let's go further than that. Lord, forgive me for the thoughts that I had that did not line up according to your words. And you asked him to forgive him. What did John say? If we confess our sins, there's another if then. There's another if then. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you. He will cleanse you. He'll forgive your sins and he'll cleanse you. He will clean you up. So we can't say that we're all right. Nobody can say that I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good. All these I've kept from my youth up. Because there's still more that God requires of us. When you think you did good, when you think you've done enough, there's still more that he's requiring for us to do because it's that more that keeps us faithful. It's that more that keeps us focused. It's that more that we, we receive him and his blessings because of that more. Don't ever get to the place where you can retire in Jesus. There's no such thing as retiring in Jesus and retiring in salvation. No such thing. The more, more, more I can do, the more happier I'm going to be satisfied with Jesus. So, yes, to answer the question, I am yet lacking. And, Lord, he knows what you're lacking. He knows where you're coming up short. So be bold enough. Be bad enough to ask him. If this rich young ruler can do it, what makes you think that you can't do it? This rich young ruler is dead, been dead and gone many years, hundreds of years ago. But here we are still alive and breathing right now. Take the time out and ask the Lord, Lord, what am I lacking? Where am I coming up short, Lord? Show me so I can meet the mark. Because the songwriter said, Lord, I'm trying, trying to make 100 because 99 and a half won't do. 99 and a half will get you an A on your paper but 99 and a half ain't going to get you to heaven. A hundred is going to get you to heaven. So 99.9999 is not good enough. God wants a hundred. And a hundred represents everything and total being. <clears throat> I made a contrast with this what I'm lacking from a negative standpoint. And now for these next few fleeting moments, I'm going to make a contrast of this what am I lacking in Acts the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 6, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, 
a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He knew about Luke 18 and one man ought to always pray and not think. Verse 3, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and he looked up on him, he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Cornelius is another person that could say legally, what am I lacking? But keep in mind, this was a devout man. This was a good man. This was a man that prayed always. This was a man that gave alms. This was a man that did good, not only him, but his whole house. But yet and still, he could still say, what am I lacking? He does not ask that question, but the angel speaks to him and tells him what he ought to do. Oh, my goodness, I'm rushing in this because i got to get this point to you. The Holy Ghost be my helper. So what happened? He lodges with one Simon, a tanner, who his house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do, Cornelius. So then we read on in this scripture that Cornelius sends for this Peter to come to him. Peter is on the housetop getting a revelation about the four sheets and the beast and the, and the clean animals and the unclean animals, which they used to, they would have eaten, but they were not supposed to eat. So God was making that revelation unto Peter when he was on the housetop. Peter received that revelation and let him know that it wasn't the Jews only that is to receive salvation, but the Gentiles too. So as we go on further, <clears throat> Peter comes to this man's house, Cornelius. But before Peter gets there, Cornelius, the Bible says he calls his close kinship and his friends to come to his house. So now Cornelius is in his house with his family and his close friends, and he's in his house with his, his, his close relatives. Peter comes in and ministers to him. And as Peter is ministering to him, the Bible says as Peter spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on them all in that house. The Holy Ghost fell on those, those Gentiles. Key point, because the Holy Ghost fell on those Gentiles, that's what not only Cornelius, but his family and his friends and his close relatives, that's what they were lacking. So now we saw it with the rich young ruler from a negative standpoint, and we're looking at it now from Cornelius and a positive standpoint. He was lacking the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost, because it fell on them when Peter was talking to them and telling them about Jesus. Listen, listen, Cornelius, we held Jesus. We beheld him. We touched him. We were with him when he did these miracles. And so as Peter spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on that, them, those people in that house, and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, I'm wrapping this up. This message has one closing. So in the whole message, we must realize we got to come to God. We have to come to Jesus and ask him, Lord, what am I lacking? Where am I coming up short? 
And when he gives us the answer, it's not to make us joyful. It's to make us to seek him and to diligently work hard for what he wants us to work hard for because he knows that we can work hard for it. He won't put more on you than you can bear. There is no temptation that is uncommon to men that he will not provide with the temptation a way of escape. So we must ask God every day. Paul said, I die daily. Yesterday is gone. Today is another day. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I'm not worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here. Tomorrow's anxious to get here its own self. Give us this day our daily bread. And as he gives us our daily bread, Lord, what am I lacking? Show me, Lord. Speak to me so I can do it because I've got to be pleasing in your sight just like Jesus was. Jesus said, my beloved son in whom I will please. Lord, I thank you for this word that you've given me to give to your people. Lord, let this word settle in our hearts, oh God, in our ears, in our mind. Lord, so that we can apply this word to ourselves every day. We are lacking, Lord, but only you can fill us up and meet the total need. We want to be perfect, Lord. In order for us to be perfect, you've told us what we've got to do. We're selling this junk, Lord. We're giving this junk away. And we know we have a treasure in heaven, and we're going to come and follow you as you lead us. Every ear that's listening, Lord, I ask that you bless that ear to hear these words. Let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you. Did you enjoy that word? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What am I lacking? That is the question. What are we lacking? What is it? Whatever we're lacking, Jesus can fill it up. I thank God for this mighty man of valor that have presented this word to minister to our hearts and our spirits on this evening. That's none other than Pastor Gregory Morgan. We thank God for this mighty man of valor. Oh, hallelujah. For the word that he presented on this evening. I want to encourage you. Come on and like our Facebook page, Life Changers Ministries LCM. It's in purple and gold letters. Come on, like the page and follow us right Right there, or you can go onto our Facebook page, Lolita Jones Live, L-O-L-I-T-A-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E dot com. There you will find that we have every day we have daily devotions to encourage your spirit, to give you a word, a, a word from the Lord. Then we have also you'll be able to catch the podcast on, on the website also, and then you will find the um our, our, our announcement announcements about our faith talk conference that's coming up in april our woman of faith conference that will be coming up later on in the summer come on this is the way that you can stay informed i thank god for you why don't you tell somebody and, and have them to subscribe right here to faith talk podcast it's on every podcast platform so there, it's free. You don't have to worry about spending your money, but you have to be ready to receive a mighty word from God. I thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Faith Talk. May God bless you. <laughs>